0: The Holy Gospel according to John in the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas which is translated, Peter, the Gospel of our Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. So today we're going to start with something just a little bit different. Um, We're going to start kind of in line with what our kids did today in the children's message. Um, I'm going to have you take 30 seconds to quietly reflect to yourself. And you don't need to be worried because I'm not going to ask you what you thought of. So feel, feel free to let your minds wander. Um, but I want you to think, like I asked the kids, I want you to think of all those names that you have been called, or if you run out of those names, names you've called yourself that are not so kind names. So I'm gonna set my stopwatch here for 30 seconds, and I invite you now to sit back, close your eyes, and to start thinking. All right, let's come back together. Now, like Eleanor said, I'm sure it wasn't hard to think of a million different things, right? It's easy for all those bad or negative things to come to mind. As I was reflecting, I remember one boy in middle school who called me fat. I remember someone once called me aloof. Um, This drunk girl in college called me a weirdo. I don't like that. And then, I remember this ex-boyfriend calling me, not loved enough for him to want to marry me. Well, ha ha. So. <laughs> I'm sure you could think of a lot of things. And there's that little kid's rhyme that goes, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And I'm not probably the first to say it, but that's not true, right? It just ain't true. And we can leave that behind we don't have to pretend here words hurt us names that others give give us and names that we give ourselves often hurt they hurt so much that we often carry them around for years sometimes we make them markers of our identity or how we know ourselves as though fat could really be our whole being, or stupid, what everyone actually sees in us. Names are important. What we call ourselves is important. It matters. It matters a lot. And it matters not just because I say it matters, and I do, it matters because Jesus shows us that it matters. Our gospel for today follows on the heels of Jesus's baptism. John the Baptist is the one who is narrating at the beginning and we get this lovely reprisal of Jesus's baptism when he's dunked into the Jordan River and he comes up and the crowd around him witnesses the dove descending from heaven, the Holy Spirit. And then not only that, but they all hear the voice of God as well. And God says, this is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. And that is one of the first names that Jesus is called, the Beloved. A person who is loved so much, not just a little, but a lot, fully and wholeheartedly. That's the name that God gives to Jesus at the beginning of his ministry. He's sent out with that name He has this knowledge that he carries with him that he is beloved, a child of God. It's the basis of everything. It is his core identity. And that is why when Pastor Andrew or myself will give a blessing to kids or anybody else, and when we start our worship service, we call you all beloved child of God. It is the core of who Jesus is, And it is who God knows us as, as well. But coming back to that gospel reading, we get a surprising amount of names for Jesus, not only beloved child of God. And so I want to share a little bit of information about all of them with you. The first name is, of course, Jesus. Yes. But did you know, because I didn't until very late in my life, that that name, Jesus, in the Hebrew is actually Yeshua or Joshua, um, because I had that epiphany when I was maybe out of seminary. Um, So I'm going to save you all from embarrassment today. You will know it now, too. And that name, Joshua, is derived from the Hebrew word meaning to rescue or to deliver. We might remember another Joshua back in the Old Testament, He delivered the group of Israelites into the Holy Land after Moses dies. So there's the first name, Jesus, meaning deliverer and rescuer. The second name that is ascribed to Jesus that John gives to him is Lamb of God. Now, when you think of Lamb of God, you might think of a beautiful pastoral scene, maybe lamb or sheep's kind of frolicking out on green pastures. Um, I'll let you know that when you Google Lamb of God, you get something very different. Um, you get the scary rock band. So, because <laughs> I was looking for images this week for the bulletin, that's what I found. <laughs> but Lamb of God takes us... Way back, way back to the story of the Passover in Exodus. If you remember the Israelites, they've been enslaved for about 400 years in Egypt, and they're finally crying out to God to release them from captivity, and God has promised to deliver them from their enslavement, and Moses is the man who has chosen for the job to get them out. So Moses repeatedly goes to Pharaoh and says, Let my people go. And Pharaoh keeps saying no. And so once that happens, a plague is released on Egypt. And every time that Pharaoh says no, another plague happens until finally we get the last plague. And the last plague is a promise from God that God will pass over Egypt and all of the firstborn children will be killed. Except the Israelites learn how they can save their children and themselves by gathering together, by slaughtering a lamb, by eating it together, preparing themselves for the journey, and marking the front of their doors with the blood of the lamb. The lamb and the blood becomes this symbol of their salvation. And it's this pivotal part of their release from bondage. And so, therefore, Jesus, being named as the Lamb of God, is one who will give freedom freedom to those who are enslaved and oppressed. So, up next, we have a Son of God, that name. God, of course, calls Jesus this at his baptism. But those other people, when they name Jesus as Son of God, they are also noting that Jesus has a special relationship with God. And we know from the book of John that it isn't just special in the sense of Father and Son, it's that Father, Son, Holy Trinity, three in one. It means that Jesus is the Son of God, but also God incarnate. So therefore, we're getting quite a long list of descriptors that come from all these names. But we get Jesus as the deliverer, the rescuer, the one who will free the enslaved and oppressed. And he's going to do all of this as God. He is the embodiment of God in this world. And so after that, we've got two more names left on our list. We get the disciples of john who become the disciples of jesus they call jesus rabbi rabbi and of course we know that's a leader in judaism kind of like a pastor but thankfully the text gives us a translation saying it is teacher as well and to this jesus responds come and see and that's our sign that Jesus isn't just the type of teacher who's going to tell people things or have them memorize facts and information. Jesus is the kind of teacher who's going to invite you along and show you. You're going to get to experience it firsthand. All right, so now we've got our description of Jesus through all his names. He's the deliverer, the rescuer, the one who will free the enslaved and oppressed doing all of this as God incarnate, the embodiment of God in this world, who will reveal to us, who will show us who God is for us. And so last, but certainly not least, Messiah. Messiah. Um, It is Andrew who names Jesus as the Messiah, and John the Baptist says he is the Anointed One, To be anointed means that you're transformed or set apart, particularly for a position of leadership. Way back in the day in the Israelites when they were exiled, they were hoping for a Messiah who would free them and who would restore them to their rightful relationship in the land and with God. And so now we come to that lengthy naming of Jesus And there are names that certainly let us know who Jesus is, but there are also names that let us know what Jesus does for us. And the truth of it all, when we get down to the very core of it is, is that what Jesus does for us as the rescuer, deliverer, savior, God incarnate teacher, and the one who will reveal as the anointed who comes to restore God's people It is that through those names of Jesus, Jesus saves us from the names that the world gives us. Because it is not just Jesus who gets a new name at his baptism. It is everyone, everyone who comes in contact with Jesus receives a new name. In Jesus' name, we are named. So how do we get back? How do we get back to that core of our identity? Back to the name that Jesus knows us at? as? Well, at the beginning of the sermon, I asked you to take 30 seconds to think of all those bad names, and we kind of let them all go. Names that were not so nice. But now I want you to do something different. Because those names that you named yourself as, or that you remember others calling you, those names are not true. Those names are not the name that God knows you as. And therefore, they aren't the names that represent your true identity, the core of who you really are. Your true identity found in your relationship with God, with Christ Jesus, with your baptism, your true name is Beloved Child of God. Beloved Child of God. So for the next 30 seconds, I want you to sit back again, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and I want you to repeat to yourself silently, I am a Beloved Child of God. Let's begin. Let's come back together. People of God, when you call yourselves a Christian, you are naming yourself as beloved child of God, someone who claims their identity, the core of who they are in God alone, in Christ Jesus, the deliverer, the rescuer, the teacher, the one who gives us freedom. And as a Christian, you get to leave behind all of those names that the world puts upon you and you get to step into your true name beloved child of god and you get to take that with you and share it with the world so that not only you know who you are but others can know who they are as well beloved children of god amen